test. It's a little bit echoey there, Neil. Um, morning. Fantastic. I was thinking just before when I was sitting up the top there that um, church is pretty much the direct opposite of a concert. Why, you may ask? Because you pay a fortune for the seats up the front and everyone wants them. But as soon as you get into church, everyone dies for the back seat. That's all right. All good. Um, the heart of the matter of the heart. We've been doing this series, I Heart What? And um, like always, I always think of movies or music or something to help illustrate my points. And I just sat there in my office last night and thought, hmm, songs with the word heart in them. And I thought of the husky tones of the song, Unchange My Heart. Remember that one, Unchain My Heart? And then we've got songs by Sting. And Sting said, the shape of my heart. And then we had this sort of like a rap sort of song, a sort of funky type thing, Groove is in the Heart, really high-pitched voice. I'm not going to try it. And then we had, put a little love in your heart. That was always a fun one, in the car on the way to school. And then you had Young at Heart, and then, then there was the mullet. The mullet, and it said, don't break my heart, my achy, breaky heart, I just don't think you'd understand, yeah. And if you break my heart, my achy, breaky heart, feel this man, woo! Secretly, Neil's a great Billy Ray Cyrus fan. <laughs> All right. And then John Farnham actually said that there are two strong hearts that stick together like the honey and the bee. Oh, that's very nice. And then, of course, you can't make a list like this without Celine Dion. <laughs> that's it. Put your arms out. I'm not going to sing it. You guys know where I'm going. But... My heart will go on. Right. Possibly one of the worst songs ever written, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, I'm going to dive straight in. Um, and we're going to hit up the Bible um, book of John to start with. John 10.10, please, Neil. And up here, we've got Jesus talking, and he says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Some translations might even say to have life abundantly. It's a pretty cool text. Pretty cool text. And then that got me thinking because that is what this heart bizzo is all about. We want to live life to the full, and the way we do that is what's going on in our heart, the heart of the heart. And then I got, well, that's cool. I came that they may have life and have it to the full. Let's go to the next verse, please, Neil. And it's a bit later on in John, John 14. I think it is John 14, 6, and it says, this is the clue. This is the clue right here. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So he's here to give us life, he is the life, and no one comes through the Father except through Jesus. He lived the life of the matter of the heart. Just before we move on to the next text, I want to give you a little bit of context to it, because the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all those church people 
had been working on Jesus and asking him questions, trying to trick him up to try and get him to say something that isn't right. All right, so you've got to picture that. And so the, the Sadducees had just worked Jesus over. They had just asked him a few questions and all that. And so the Pharisees decided to step up, and this is the question that they asked him, and it was, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied to them in Matthew 22, and Jesus replied, and what's the first word that he says? Love. The first word that Jesus says is the word love. And then he says, well, who do you love? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I can just sit down. I can just sit down because that... I'll go back a bit. Thanks, Neil. Because that is what it's all about. And then... He goes on to say, sorry, Neil, goes on to say, verse 38, this is the first and greatest commandment. Keep going. And the second is like it. Once again, he opens with that word, love. Love your neighbor as yourself. And we'll finish off the text. And the law, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. See, if you break down the Ten Commandments, and you can section them off into these two things, love God, love others. It's pretty easy to do. But the first five books, which these Pharisees and Sadducees and everything were so engulfed in, first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the books of the law. And and Jesus isn't saying that they're no good or, or the Ten Commandments are no good. He's just simplifying it for us. And it's love God, love others. Love God, love others. And so I thought for you this morning, I would try my best at describing love. But it's not just ordinary love, it is a crazy love. There's a book that's out, Crazy Love, Francis Chan, it's not too bad. Have a crack at that if you can. But um, love makes you do crazy things. Love makes you do crazy things. For example, in high school, which a lot of the front row have just finished, there's a couple still in there. Sorry, Sarah, Ryan. It's okay. You'll get there. You like that? See what I did? I had to do it in that order. Sarah's actual name is Sarah Ryan, and they're sitting next to each other, so it's Sarah Ryan. Um, you got to think on your feet when you're up the front. Um, what was I doing? Oh, high school. When you're in high school and you see that girl or you see that boy and then all of a sudden you start ringing around or texting back in my day we had to write carrier pigeon and send that off but you see out standing around let's all get together and go to laser tag let's all get together and go to the movies as a group let's all get together and go to wet and wild as a group but if you're crushing on that person you'll sort of the group's over there but you'll sort of start moving towards over here and go, hey girl, or I don't know what girls say to boys, hey boys, no, you guys are a bit more classy than what we are, Um, so you sort of start drifting away from the greater group because you want to find or you want to invest in that person a bit more, you want to invest in that person a bit more, and then boys, the time comes where you're going to have a lot of courage 
because you're going to ask them out on your first date. You're going to ask them out on your first date, and this is crazy love because every guy hates, ladies, listen up for a second, every guy hates the pressure of that question. Every guy hates the pressure of the, you want to go out Saturday night, 7.30, I'll pick you up on my bike. (laughs) Every boy hates that because there is that potential that they'll say no. But why do you do it? Because love makes you do crazy things. Love makes you do crazy things. So you, you, go, you go on that first date. Everything works out really nice and whatever else. And so you get up the courage again and you ask her on a second date. <sighs> Love makes you do crazy things. Second date is a bit more intense. And then it starts progressing. We moved on a bit more. We're in college or high school, uh, university now, a bit later on in life. And you, you've, you've seen the girl. You've gone the same pursuits as high school and then you end up dating for a bit of time. And then the time comes that you think, I want this to be forever. The time comes that you want, I want this to be forever. And if there's any time that love makes you do crazy things, it's this time. Because, boys, you start putting aside money. You start putting aside money into a bank account thinking, I'm going to buy a ring. And you just, okay, maybe a bit later on, but I'm going to start transferring money across into a secret bank account. And then you actually go to the jeweler and you think, yeah, I've got enough in my bank account. And then you start looking at those stupid little sparkly things (laughs) and you realize how much they cost and you're like, oh. And then, because love makes you do crazy things, you start going without stuff for yourself. You don't go on that long drive because you want to save money, so you could, that's an extra 20 bucks of fuel, so I'll put that 20 bucks into that bank account. You start not going out to Mad Max or Gomez or wherever you want to go for food because you want to save that money and you dump it in that bank account. You start eliminating things that aren't a necessity for you because love makes you do crazy things. Perhaps the most craziest thing of all is asking her old man. I tell you what, speaking from experience, that is the most nerve-wracking, I'm getting some nods around the room, that is the most nerve-wracking moment in a boy's life. Keith, you're going to have lots of fun. Nath, listen up. (laughs) Because, I don't know what it is, I don't know what it is, but it just makes you nervous, makes you really nervous. And as you pace around their house, if it's at their house, or um, I'll let you know a little secret. Murray's not here, is he? No, sweet. Um, We just got back from a U2 concert, and Murray's a big music fan. So he was in a good mood to start with. But um, I I went up to their door about four or five times, went, nah, not yet. I had to work my way into it. And so butterflies are going, butterflies are going, nah, and then, yeah, four or five, eventually I went in and um, did the whole question and they said no, and then I said, come on. I had to sort of twist his arm a bit. I'm lying. It was a yes from the start. But the fun bit begins from that because love makes you do crazy things. The fun bit moves on from that, and that is actually planning how you're going to ask the question. Boys, listen, the girls are actually, that actually got their attention. It's the first time all year that I've got all girls' attention in the room. 
And um, the planning of what happened, here we go. I'm going to let you in. I've let you into my life all this year, so I'm going to tell you, and I'll ask Courtney's permission for this, I'm going to tell you how I popped the question, if I remember it right. I don't know. I couldn't, can't remember anything. We just finished college for the year, 2010. I'm started on a good note, I can't even remember the date. 2010, it was December 19, that was a Saturday, so we, we actually went camping with my brother and sister-in-law. And it was the 18th of December, here we go, it's all coming back. 18th of December, and we went camping with Somerset. I had to um, do some wheeling and dealing with the Camp Somerset managers because summer camp was on, it's a closed campground. But um, luckily I've got a history with them, and so they let me on to the furthest campsite away, Turtle Grove. And so we were camped there for the weekend, and I'd set up beforehand with my mum and dad. It's good to have your parents involved. There's a tip, boys. Um, my mum and dad to get out there Saturday afternoon and set up our little moment together. And um, on their way out, they picked up Linda. Um, Murray was, I think, in America or something like that. And um, they picked up Linda. Boys, there's another tip. Get her family involved. Um, and as, as they got out there, they set up what I thought to be a beautiful night. And it was a typical summer, uh, Queensland summer, and the rain had come in um, over the hill at Somerset, looking across the dam there, you can see the rain clouds coming over. And um, Courtney, Tim and I, Tim, Anthea and I um, just spent the day lazing around the campsite. We'd just finished at college, so we needed some time out. And so we're just chilling. Um, playing some games and all that kind of stuff. And we decided to go for a walk, so that's what we did, but away from um, where all this stuff was set up, setting up. And he got to um, got some sunset, and so I said to Courtney, let's go for a paddle. Let's go kayaking, um, which isn't a new thing um, for us. We used to do it quite a fair bit. And um, so we went for a night kayak on Somerset Dam. It's awesome, beautiful. No stars because of the clouds, but hey, all good. And um, we started paddling. This is a side note. Boys, when you do pop the question, do something, do it in a way that you're comfortable yourself. Um, with kayaking and stuff, I'd been, I'm an instructor, kayaking instructor and stuff like that, so I'm pretty comfortable in a kayak. And so that eliminated some nerves and I didn't have to drop to a knee because it's a bit awkward in a kayak. Um, so, we started paddling, and we paddled out. Um, for those of you that don't know the layout of Somerset Dam, um, there's lots of points and stuff around. And Ko uh, Koala, sorry, Turtle Grove is in a hollow. And then there's Pelican Point, and then there's uh, Koala Cove over here. And so you paddle out around Pelican Point. So that's what we did, but we headed out first. And we, we paddled out um, probably a K offshore, and we rounded the corner around the point. And um, I'd been in communication with my parents, CB radios and stuff go, go well, and having a brother and stuff there so he can actually do the dirty work for you is great as well. But we were paddling out, and um, as we were paddling out and we rounded the corner, um, we paddled straight for a little bit, and there's trees out in the middle of Somerset Dam. And as we reached to the trees, we thought, oh, we'll just sit here for a bit, because, um, yeah, Courtney was puffing a bit, so she was a bit tired. So I said, oh, let's just hang at these trees for a bit. So that's what we did. We hung at the trees. And um, then we are just paddling and we are facing away from the camp to start with. We are facing away 
from where I had all this stuff set up. And then, all of a sudden, out of the corner of our eye, in our peripheral vision, there was a big light on the hill. And lit up on the hill, the size of six foot tall by, I don't know how long it was now, it took a long time to make, but it was pretty long, it had the words, marry me, with a big question mark. And then as she turned her kayak around to see what it actually was, there was a delay moment. And I thought, oh. And then it was sort of all through the kayaking moment before all of that, you're sort of running through your head, is she going to say yes? Is she going to say yes? You wouldn't ask the question if she wasn't going to say yes, but you're asking the questions and there's still possibility. And she turned her kayak around and she just sat and looked at it for a minute. It felt like an hour. And um, she turns back to me, and her first word wasn't yes. Her first, was, first word was, how'd you do that? <laughs> and I went, yeah, I got my ways. And then she sort of realised that it was a question, and she said yes. Now, I pulled out the ring, and as I pulled it out, no, I didn't actually. I'd already organised. <laughs> Somerset's quite deep. So I'd already organised for the ring to be on shore. Um, so I didn't pull out the ring on the water. Um, that would have ended up badly. But um, so we paddled into shore and then we had a little celebration on the beach. We took photos, but you know, they were all blurry and whatever else. Um, but then the second surprise. Remember I told you that my family was there and Linda was there. And um, then I said, all right, let's go back to camp. And I said, Tim and Anthony already know, blah, blah, blah. And so we drove, I already organised to have a car there, see, pre-planning. We drove the car over to the other campsite, and there was Linda, my mum and dad, and all that kind of stuff. And they had, um, uh, you know, Petriti and stuff like that, and they were drinking it. We were all celebrating whatever else. But to do a plan like that, it means that there's something happening. To do something like that, it means that there has to be some sort of crazy love. And the reason why she said yes was because that I'd proven my crazy love for her time and time and time and time and time again throughout our relationship. And it's exactly the same with what Jesus did on the cross for us. God showed his crazy love by sending his son down to die on the cross for our sins. There can't be much crazier love than that because every time that we do something dumb, the crazy love steps in. The crazy love steps in. So as we um, talk about this life and what's at the matter of the heart and all that kind of stuff, Jesus is saying, love's at the center of your heart. If you love God, you'll start to love other people. And the crazy love that you receive from me, from your love to me, is beyond all measure. It is crazy love. And the, that crazy love, and I want to focus on the second part of the text, that crazy love, I want you to reach out to other people. I want you to take that love and tell other people about that love. Because the way that we demonstrate our love for God is loving others. When you think about it like that, we have an invisible God, but He's visible in so many different ways because we experience a relationship with Him. 
We, we have an invisible God, but the way that we can show our love for Him is getting to know Him, spending time with Him, but to show our love on visible people around us. Our visible neighbours. Love your neighbour as yourself. How do we go? As Refresh Church, how do we go? How do we go at loving our neighbours? How do we go loving our school community? How do we go loving the people that come each week? How do we go? How's our report card? It's awards night this week. How's our report card when it comes to loving others? It's an interesting question. As I've been thinking about this presentation over the last few weeks, I've been doing it on our walk, or my walk, around when I just go for a walk and just clear my head. And, and I've been thinking about it. How do we go as a church at loving others? And it, and it comes, uh, came to my mind that maybe we've been setting this thing up. We've all been running as fast as we can. Maybe it is time that we start to breach out a little bit. We've got to consolidate a bit more first, but we will get there. Over the course of next year, and I've, um, in the back of the memoirs book this year, you'll see an advert, but over the course of next year, we're actually producing, and I've got a sticker here. I don't know how they're going, Neil. Yep, good. Neil's been busily cutting these up. But we've got a sticker, which we'll hand out at the end of the presentation. And on the sticker... It's quite simple. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbour as yourself. Love your neighbour as yourself. And that sticker I want you to put somewhere where it can remind you that next year we want to focus on loving our community. We want to pour so much love on the community that the community doesn't know what to do with it. We want to have our community experience the crazy love that we experience when we see God at work here. We want to... our other people to know the love that we've experienced, each and every one of us. Each time that we do something wrong and we come back to Jesus, there's an awesome celebration. Each time that a new person enters into the, into the relationship with Jesus, there is an awesome celebration. Each time that we experience crazy love and we share the crazy love, man, heaven goes off. Heaven goes off because all God wants is a relationship with us and he demonstrates that by pursuing us just like a boy in high school pursues that first girlfriend. Just like when you've been going through a relationship a bit more and you plan that crazy love experience for your to-be and you do all that planning, all that planning. God pursues us. And even in the book of Psalms, we find out that God considers our sighing. He pursues us. He thinks about us. Just like, just like when you're trying to build a relationship here on earth. Exactly the same. In fact, they even talk about it as Jesus and and us as a marriage. That's how closely it's knitted together. That's how closely it's knit together. And so do we pursue our community? Do we go out and pursue our community? Because in the end, we don't want to be caught short. In the end, we want everyone to have that opportunity to experience God's crazy love for them. Crazy love for them. 
That's all well and good, Simo, but how do we do it? Well, humans are creative. Humans are creative things. Whether it's just mowing your neighbour's lawn, whether, whether it's just inviting them to breakfast, whether it's um, just having a chat with your neighbour about life, whether it's just spending time, whether it's just driving past someone and saying thank you, whether it's whatever else, showing them that there's a difference in you because of the crazy love that you've received from Jesus is the way to go. So when we go out into our communities, I want you to think about it. How can I share my crazy love? How can I share my crazy love with everyone around me? Excuse me for a second. I've just had an idea. I've, we've been wondering when to use these things, and so I've just thought of a moment. And um, as we've been wrapping up this series of I Heart, we thought we've got to go cliche. And so we spent a million bucks, and um, we bought everyone a love heart. Oh, oh that's lovely. Um, with your love heart, when you consume it, we want you to remember that God has a crazy love for you. We want you to remember that when you're internalizing this, that you can't just keep it inside, you have to share the love. So you can grab a handful if you want. But when you consume this heart, just remember the crazy love that God gave us when he gave us the gift of the Son on the cross. Because we want to share that as much as we can. We want to build this church so that we can't meet in this room anymore. We have to meet over in the sports center, and then we want to build that again and then build it out so we have to meet in the big tent. We have to keep that up all year. That's how excited that I want this thing to be. We want to share the crazy love that God has given us. Can I put that challenge for you as we close out this series? Can I put that challenge to you because what is at the center of your heart matters and what you focus your heart on can reach out to other people what you focus your heart on what is at the center of your heart is the key to sharing God's crazy love so what do your heart what do your heart or more importantly what is the heart of your heart let's pray Father God we just thank you for the gift of your son on the cross. We just thank you that um, he came and, and showed his crazy love for us, and you showed your crazy love for us. Lord, I ask a special blessing on everyone here today. I ask that you go with us as we enter into our community. May we share your crazy love with them, and may we also share that we're crazy in love with them as well. May we be a community that is opening, welcoming, and and loving. Lord, we love you. Be with us as we enter into our Christmas period. Keep people safe. And um, until we see them again, Lord, next year when the series start again and all that, we can't wait to sink our teeth into it. Lord, we love you. Can't wait to see you in your name. Amen.